Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, there was a recent thread on Reddit which went viral and described this scenario. The writer said that he was rushing uh, in a, he was in an airport with his wife, who he describes as perpetually tardy. They were rushing to catch a plane, yet despite this, she wanted to stop off and get a coffee. He told her he'd keep going to the gate. He caught the plane, but she missed it. The man, <clears throat> excuse me, the man didn't regret this decision as he hoped it might teach her a lesson. Whatever about that, it does seem to be the case that there is a cohort of people who can never be on time for anything. You probably know some of them. Padder Maxwell is a chartered psychologist. Good afternoon, Padder. Good afternoon, Sean. How are you? Not too bad. Now, I assume there are... In those kinds of people who can never be on time, there are there could be various reasons from them that might vary from individual to individual. Yeah, there's probably as many reasons as there are um, types of people who who are late or, or or who are on time or even too early for things. Um, you could put in things like mental health. You could include personality, upbringing, even culture. So there's lots of different explanations. Um, but uh, I guess some of the common ones would be that somebody is, for example, disorganized. There's something as simple as I don't keep my keys in a certain place and I ran out to meet Sean and where are my keys? Um, some people have just, you know, what we might call time blindness. Uh, mm. If you like, they're not the greatest at estimating time. And that doesn't mean that like you or me might be better at sitting down really quietly and saying, this is 15 minutes, this is, but we, we might kind of um, sit down and lose track of time because our mind might wander, whereas another person might have all sorts of clues or might really prioritize being on time. But there's other explanations such as culture, such as, you know, how our mental health is. If we have a, a neurological difference, such as, you know, something like ADHD, for example, all of these could sound like excuses and they could also be really rational, rational um, explanations for, for being on time or being too early. Even. Uh, OK, yeah. well, I, I suppose we can leave aside the culture one because the reasons for that would be quite obvious. There are places where you mm-hmm. kind of rock up whenever uh, uh, you feel like it. That, that, but yeah. I suppose there's a group of people who, who maybe due to anxiety don't want to be on time. They want to arrive a little bit late when there are other people there or they're anxious about just meeting other people. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, even um, that explanation you gave just there, people who want to arrive and others to be there, that could be because uh, maybe I'm a little bit more egocentric and I want to have a sort of an arrival, an entrance, (laughs) if you like. Um, um, Also, maybe I'm what you might call in in the theory of of being on time or not. There's a, a type of... A time watcher called the defier, someone who says, you can't tell me when to show up at a barbecue or at the pub or, you know, or, or a meeting or, or anything. Um, um, and then there's other people, like you said, you know, they might be a little bit anxious. They might have a little bit, of, you know, sort of obsessive compulsive traits. Maybe they don't have ADHD or maybe, or, sorry, OCD, or maybe they do, they do or they don't, but they might have those kinds of traits and it might be getting ready. It might be the anxiety of leaving the house. It might be planning the way there. It might be, oh, I don't want to arrive and then have to talk to the one person who's there. I'd rather kind of be distracted by by a crowd and a conversation is going, that kind of thing. So could be lots of different reasons for um, for wanting to show up late. Yeah. Um, for lots of people, though, it, it's not really a choice per se. They They might plan 
to 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 be on time. They might be more of a perfectionist, let's say, for example. It might be whether it's about their outfit. You know, I have to look well going to this. It might be preparing uh, notes or, or a presentation for a meeting. It might be they have to drive a certain way. It could be lots of different reasons. And uh, so, so, so some people maybe might plan. They they don't want to be rude. They don't want to hold other people up. But they their their organization skills or their anxiety might get in the way of being on time. Okay, but but say that could be the odd time. But probably we all mm. know people or couples yes. who are always late. Mm. Uh, and, who, and, who are always, yeah. and and it being Ireland, of course, no one ever says, apart from behind their back, that they're always <laughs> late. That's it. And uh, and maybe if that couple um, were from Ireland, maybe that incident wouldn't have happened. And I did actually read it on one of the newspapers and it was kind of interesting. I actually had a lot of empathy for him because I think his wife is chronically late. And I think I think the story was that their daughter went to school, went to university in a different part of the USA. Mm. And they had, in fact, missed a visit with her in the past. And and so so you might say that that's inconsiderate. You might say that's um, a little bit oppositional. Um, and uh, but I, I think it would be really, really important to give that person feedback. And, and we don't do that a lot because when you look at uh, I know we, we talked about culture a little bit before mentioned it anyway. Um, we're not actually up there with the most tardy people. We're in the group with the, the most on time people, believe it or not. Oh. And uh, and that's on a global scale now. Yeah. And uh, so we might be behind Germany, but ahead of, say, Brazil. Um, but uh, so but we, we don't tend to give people feedback. And, and I think that's really, really important. Like, for example, if I'm planning something and I really want people to be on time, for example, um, a sit down meal. Mm. It's really important to give a clear invitation. You know what, lads, I'm cooking this meal and it's, it's a bit of an act for me. And, but the, I'm putting the meal on the table at seven o'clock in the evening. You know, try your best to be there before or at seven o'clock. If it's something that's more relaxed, if it's not a sit down meal, uh, if it's not a particular event, if it is an event such as, you know, maybe like a confirmation or communion or, or an anniversary and there's going to be the bringing, bringing out of the cake or a present presented or other people who have traveled or there for a time and they have to leave um, and there's going to be photographs and, and a kind of anything that's kind of official. I think it's best to give feedback. But if the person is in your life and they're constantly late, you do have to sit them down and have a chat with them and say, this is the effect it has on the rest of us. Um, so whether they're disorganized, whether it's oppositional, whether it's because of their anxiety to help them with things, there's loads of things that we can do. And one is maybe if you are the person who's late a lot is to take the feedback, just to take a breath and think about the feedback you're being given and saying, OK, I've been in situations where I feel like, oh, I missed the first five minutes of the meeting and missing the first two or three minutes, say, for example, of a work meeting can feel like you don't know what they're talking about. You know, mm. you didn't hear the introduction or the embarrassment of having to walk across in front of other people or to feel like you've let someone down if it's a social thing. So give them the feedback and say, can you remember the last time you were late? Can you remember how you felt about it? And then there's there's a million things you can do. You can set timers. You can have more than lots of people don't have a traditional clock in their their homes or their offices anymore. You can put one up or make the uh, the clock on your computer bigger. You can organize yourself like the night before. 
Um, you know, you can have a calendar. Some people's occupations don't require necessarily calendars. Others do. It's essential. But maybe create a calendar in your in your mobile or on a on a jotter or something, um, and and prepare by maybe imagining what it's going to feel like to be to be late. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, if you give someone feedback, particularly a loved one or a good friend or a colleague, you really, you know, you really want to help out. Giving them that feedback can help them to fight that perception because no matter how re- relaxed we are or not about late, there is a kind of a stereotype that people who are late a lot are less professional. They care less about, you know, whether it's the family or whether it's the, the work project that maybe they don't have the greatest management skills and they could be overlooked in the future and they may be perfectly intelligent, perfectly capable. And uh, so if you cared about someone, I would give them the feedback that their lateness is kind of biasing maybe me and others against them. Yeah. If somebody, though, if if somebody listening, uh, and this yeah. would be in social situations, knows someone who's, yeah. per, who's persistently late and even when they point it out to them, the person says, ah, you know, what's the big deal? Yeah. Is that is that is there a bang of passive aggressive of that, or are they you know saying something? Yeah, there could be. There could be. I mean, um, I mean, listen. Uh, I don't want to say the person has a mental health issue, but but some people maybe um, have a have a habit of sabotaging themselves, or or maybe sabotaging others, and it could be a means of control. It could be a means of control. So I, I would, with that person, with my friend in a social situation, I would be really clear about the invite. Listen, I have this time frame to go out. So, so let's meet at this time. Can, can we agree to meet at the time? Um, I wouldn't accidentally reward them. And so an accidental reward is when we sort of reward someone or we let them off accidentally. So if I'm constantly late, then we'll all change the, the event to suit me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would be like, oh, you know, Sean, you're grand. Don't worry about it. Um, I wouldn't excuse them either. I would give them the feedback of kind of, you know, without being a big grump at a social event um, of saying, you know, it's kind of not OK. You know, you were invited for this time or you left me. I don't know. You left me on my own in a social situation for a very long time. I would give them feedback about that at least once. Uh, and then after that, I would make sure that I that I I didn't reward them. I, I didn't um, I didn't allow them to excuse it away. Ah, you know what I'm like. This is what I'm like. And say, yeah, but you know what I'm like. And this thing, we agreed to be here at eight o'clock and it's half nine now. I've been here for an hour and a half of my own. So I think being really being upfront with them. So if it's social, being upfront with them and letting them know the effect this has on other people. If it's professional I think I'd be really upfront and say, you know, you're running the risk of reputational damage, mm-hmm. even if it's not said in the workplace or even in a social situation. People are saying it away from you. If they're not, they're not being honest and saying it upfront, they are kind of changing their outlook that you're less considerate, that you maybe are less professional, depending on, on the setting you're in. Yeah. If you uh, grow up in a punctual house, will you more likely be a punctual person yourself? Yeah, that's a kind of an interesting one. There is somebody who did a study on that way about seven or eight years ago. Erin um, Myers, I think her name was. And uh, she looked at that. And if you grew up in a punctual household, you are more likely to be punctual. And if you grow up in a very, very un- uh, impunctual household, then you're also likely to be punctual. It's the people whose homes are kind of relaxed 
and mildly impunctual that grow up in that way. But there are lots of people who maybe were left standing on their own after a a football match or at the school gate or somewhere, and and they can really compensate for that by being very punctual. Uh, Unless, of course, your parents were you know, hyper-punctual and very strict about it. So I suppose that the learning from that is that if we take any of these things to the extreme, um, our children might respond in the opposite kind of way. So I'm seeking a little bit of control because, I don't know, I, 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 you said I should be here, I should be home at three o'clock and it's, it's, it's 10 past three and now I'm being punished for being home late. Mm-hmm. And uh, so maybe... I want to kind of fight against that. I'll find my little ways of, of, um, of fighting against that. But, but if you're relaxed about it and you explain to your child, oh, listen, it was three because we're all heading over to Sunday lunch at Granny's, not because, you know, I want to be like a dictator. Um, but so, so if we're relaxed about it, and, uh, but we, I think it's really important to show to our children, though, the importance of punctuality, because it will speak volumes for them as they study and as they work in the future. And and they will be showing their colleagues that they care about the meeting, they care about their learning, and and they'll be less likely to kind of get into trouble as well. So it is an important skill to pass on without being the dictator about it. Uh, Paul, one of our listeners, and I've heard this phrase before, Paul says, it's very simple, if you're not early, you're late shows disrespect and disdain for other parties who are affected by your yeah. lateness. So I've, I've heard that a lot from people who don't want to be just on time. They want to be early. Uh, um, is there an issue around people who tend to turn up too early to things? Yeah, yeah, it's a funny one. And uh, I mean, being early for something is absolutely fine, so long as it's, you're not putting pressure on someone else. Like if we agree to meet up for a coffee or a drink at seven o'clock and I get there at ten past six, and you show up pretty much on time. And I, oh, I've been here for 40 minutes. You've left me on my own. Like that, that was my responsibility. So mm. I think people who are super early for things need to take responsibility. But they certainly don't have a right to make others feel bad about it. If it's in a professional situation, I think it's important, particularly if you're working with somebody on something, to be really upfront, to not go there really early and make the other person feel bad. To say, listen, Sean, Let's meet an hour in advance so we can run by our presentation, make sure the IT works, that kind of stuff. Um, but some people maybe um, are, are chronically early, and it, it could be that maybe they, they, they also are anxious about the situation. Maybe um, they've had situations in the past where they've been late for something and now they're overcompensating. They've been embarrassed or maybe called out about it or there's been a bit of a giggle about it. Oh, you know, Patter, he's always late for things and, and, and I have to walk in front of the whole crowd. So it could be for different reasons. But if somebody is doing it in kind of a controlling way and putting somebody else under pressure, I think that's nearly the same thing. It's 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 not a great use of time if you're unnecessarily there early. Mm. Um, and I think that person maybe could be advised to find things they can do, like stay at their own office and, and do a bit more preparation or sit down and spend more time with their family before they go out, whatever it is. But but not to make others feel bad because our our obligation is to be on time and to be be prepared. And, and that doesn't mean being overly being overly on time. Pader, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was Pader Maxwell there, a chartered psychologist. Um, one texter says, what's the betting? The one that, um, now this is referring to the 
story that started off this discussion. What's the betting that when that man spoke to his wife after landing, he got a right earful and somehow it was his fault she missed the flight? Well, actually, what happened afterwards <clears throat> was that now, and I didn't give all the details, but he went to the gate. She insisted on going and getting the coffee. He waited until everyone else had gone on the plane. He was ringing her incessantly saying, they're closing the gate, they're closing the gate. And then he was put in the position by the people in the airport, you either get on the plane or, you know, you miss the plane. So he decided to get on because, as uh, as, as Padre referred to there, he they were flying to the other side of the US so he could see his daughter, who's in uh, university. Uh, so his, his wife did follow him on the next flight out. And during that weekend, uh, when they were visiting, or those few days when they were visiting the daughter, everything was fantastic. Then they got back home again and uh, apparently she hasn't spoken to him since. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. with Anna Glaze on News Talk.